You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number 37 of the Drop the Puck Podcast. My name is Justin. Alongside me, as always, Pedro Rodriguez. Pedro. What's going on? Uh, happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Uh, today is Valentine's Day. We have uh, some pretty exciting news, I would say, Pedro, right? I, I think so. Um, we have reached an agreement with the Pulse Podcast Network in which we are now going to be working hand-in-hand with them. Um, if you'd like to go check them out on Twitter, um, their at is at Pulse Pod Network. Uh, they're a new podcast network looking to host the best upcoming podcast on the internet, and I guess they thought we were one of them. Uh, they reached out to us, and after some discussion, we have decided to join along. Uh, so we are super excited for this new adventure with them that is coming. Um, Pedro, this podcast is also now promoted. Let's go. We have a little advertisement. The Drop the Puck podcast has an advertisement. Uh, so this is actually, our ad is from Tick Blitz. It is the, uh, the official tick provider for the Pulse Podcast Network. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TickFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TickFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TickFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TickFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TickFlix. That's TickFlix.com. T-I-S-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. It's that simple, Pedro. It is that simple. Uh, you just go to tickblitz.com and you use the promo code PULSE, P-U-L-S-E in all caps. It is cap sen- uh, case sensitive. And hey, go to your New York Ranger game. Go to your Minnesota Wild game. Go to your New York Islander game. Go anywhere you want. Tickblitz.com, baby. Woo! Um, that was exciting. That was exciting. Uh, so now, you know, now that we have that advertisement out of the way, uh, let's go into our topics and let's get it on and drop the puck. All right. So first up, uh, Pedro, you want to start us off? What do we got? Yeah. So uh, this morning I saw Darren Dreger, uh tweeted out that there has been discussions between the Oilers and the Flyers in a potential trade with Edmonton, obviously, in the goaltender Cam Talbot. And obviously Cam Talbot has a good relationship with Carter Hart, who is now the I would consider them one goaltender in, he, in Philadelphia solid. right is now. He's still solid. I think Carter Hart is still undefeated. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, don't just, quote just me. Just want to give Darren Dreger here credit here. Yeah, His go for tweet it. says, uh, where does where does the Oilers and Flyers are in trade discussions on Cam Talbot? Could be preliminary, but they're definitely talking. Um, Pierre Lebrun uh, commented on his tweet saying a few teams have thought about giving uh, pending unrestricted free agent 
Talbot a test, dri- uh, test drive for the rest of the season to see if he can find his fastball with them. Carolina was briefly debating that, and uh, Philly would be a good fit. As mentioned, he also mentioned Carter Hart. Would be uh, I think it would be a great fit for the Flyers, especially now trying to push for the playoff spot. Yeah, no, uh, I think we mentioned it a week or two ago that uh, Talbot would definitely be a topic of interest coming towards the deadline. Um, he gets to come back east, he, you know, close to uh, where he used to live in New York when he was a Ranger. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it could be, it definitely could be a good fit. Uh, what do you see Talbot going for? Do you see him going for, you know... Uh, I, I would... Uh, he had that one good year in Edmonton where they made the playoffs. Yep. Uh, made it to the second round, losing in Game 7 to Anaheim. He, he's been pretty but solid, though. He, he, he has, but I, I wouldn't... You know, the goalie market is tricky. I, the goalie market is a lot different than your average defenseman or your your forward or... You, you know what I mean? It, the goaltending situations are usually different. If I was desperate, as Philadelphia is... They haven't I, I had would, a I, wouldn't, I know, but years. I wouldn't give up a first rounder for Cam Talbot. No, no, you don't give up. A first uh, rounder maybe for Cam a second Talbot. and a prospect, a decent prospect, second and a third round pick. Obviously, separate trades there, but that's it. I if I wouldn't give up too much uh, to, for for Cam Talbot. He is opinion. going into his. Is he unrestricted? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and he'll be an unrestricted free agent yeah, after so, that. So I, you know, it's he's not guaranteed to resign back in Philadelphia. Correct. Obviously. Correct, and he does have that modified no trade clause, so we, we would have to see if you know he'd be willing to go there. Which you know his um, his his goals against this year is a three point three six. His save percentage is at less than ninety percent. It's at uh ninety ninety uh excuse me eighty nine percent, and you know he has a four million plus cap hit for this season uh for the remaining of the year. So I would uh you know I wouldn't be too too pushy for that uh, but you know obviously if the price is right why not go for it but now my question with philadelphia is yes rumors or discussions i don't know if they're rumors i don't know if the discussions are actually happening but you're talking about cam talbot so now you're looking to bring in a goaltender for a potential playoff push i'm assuming i don't know why else you would bring in cam talbot on a you know a, a, as a rental Unless you're making a push maybe for the more playoffs, like a mentor maybe type thing for, for yeah, but for what twenty games, you know, unless they decide to re-sign him, right? Uh, what 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 do you do? Because now there were Wayne Simmons rumors that they were looking to possibly move him at the deadline as well. Now you're not going to go and buy on Talbot, but sell on Simmons, are you? I, I mean, I I think I think it's he's either out. one or the other. I you, think so out. you do think no matter what, Wayne Simmons is going to get traded. Absolutely. So then I don't I don't I really don't see how this Cam Talbot thing really makes all that well, I, much sense to it me. It might not be for a playoff push, maybe it might be him just a mentor heart. I mean they, they see Hart as they a would potential have to, future. I think they would have even, to even if they sign him for a two year deal worth uh, I mean his play is downgraded, so maybe a three and a half million dollar contract. Well if, if that's the case. Well that's what I'm saying. So if you make this deal for Talbot, you're pretty much you have to make sure that he's going to resign with you to mentor Carter Hart. Right. If not why are you giving up draft picks for 20 games of Cam Talbot? I don't know if Cam Talbot's really, you know, 20 games worth is going to really do much of a mentorship to Carter Hart. It's kind of like, if I'm thinking about the Knicks, DeAndre Jordan mentoring Mitchell Robinson for, what, 20, 20 20-plus games. Right. You know, who knows how it's going to work, but I I don't – I wouldn't personally give up a 
second or third round draft pick plus a prospect just for 20 games of oh, Ken I, Talbot mentoring. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I mean, I'm just saying if maybe you could push for a third and a prospect, I'm not saying your prospect's the best in your prospect pool. I'm just, you know, maybe he's like a midder, mid, yeah. mid-rounder that you don't really want, that you don't really need, and you could just ship him off to Edmonton for, for a better start. You know, I mean, if Cam Talbot decides to resign there, I think that's a win for Philadelphia, especially if he mentors Hart into into being a number one goaltender in the league. Yeah, so I just to make it clear on my part, I would only make that move if I know Cam Talbot is going to resign with me for two or three years, whatever, to actually pursue that veteran role and mentor Carter Hart and willingly know that he's going to be splitting time with Carter Hart the rest of the way until Carter Hart is ready for that, you know, full workload of a starting goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on that topic? No. All right, so um, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, we have Bruce Boudreaux going out on a limb. Yeah. He's kind of pulling like a Messier guarantee, but not in the playoffs. <laughs> that's that's the way I'm looking at this. Um, Boudreaux says that the Wilds will make the playoffs uh, for the seventh straight year. Here's his quote here from KFAN. You have the quote? Perfect. Uh, 1003. I'm I'm assuming on the radio somewhere in Minnesota. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, and I quote, uh, I can tell you right now, I'm not Joe Namath, but we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to be somebody hard to deal with. I'm making the prediction right now. So they're currently standing at a 27, 25 and five record. Yep. And they are holding on to the second wild card spot in the playoffs in the Western Conference right now. Yep. Uh, they are two points behind the Blues and two points ahead of Vancouver. Yep. Um, what do you think? Do you, I mean, they are currently in a playoff spot. I, so. I agree. Thing is, is like I said last week on the podcast is these next well, 10 days now, well, 11 days technically are crucial for Minnesota. If they're out of the playoffs, do you buy or do you sell? Well, then uh, yeah, I, yeah. Is Eric Stahl on the move? Is Charlie Coyle on the move? Yeah. You know, I, I, you don't know that. And for for your coach to come out like that, you hope that's a confidence booster for your team. But what does that tell management, though? What does his comments tell management? To, to keep these guys? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a bold move. And Minnesota hosts New Jersey on Friday, their next game at 8 o'clock. And, you know, that's going to be another tough one. And they play the Blues at home. The Blues uh, have been on a roll. Yeah, that's that's another team. Bennington. Yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, just just picked them up on uh in our fantasy league. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Drop Blues, John Gibson. Yeah, the Blues are hot right now, and it's it's tough Minnesota, but I mean if that gives you a team a booster, good for you. But uh, if not, this could be this could be a downhill spiral from here for for Minnesota. It's they definitely have to figure out what they're doing because. Eric Stahl is going into an unrestricted free agent year. Uh, Eric Fair is going into unrestricted free agent year. Matt Hendricks is a bum, in my opinion. Matt Dumba's still hurt. Um, he has he had twelve goals in thirty two games. I know he was on he was fire. on fire, and he had surgery December twenty sixth to repair a ruptured right um, muscle. So, so it, it's it, go ahead. Continue, no, go ahead. continue. It's it's not easy, especially with the Western Conference where you're looking at Vancouver's two points out. Arizona is four points out with a game in hand. Chicago has been hot before losing their last game 6-3 to, to Boston um, at TD Garden. And I guess you could put the Oilers in a mix as well mm-hmm. uh, at 53 points. 
Um, I'm not counting Anaheim because, well, good for, for Boyle yesterday who actually got his first shutout one nothing win. But, you know, Minnesota has, has still a lot to look for, still has a lot to look at. Um, and especially if Colorado can acquire a big centerman, maybe like Kevin Hayes at the deadline, if that could bring them over the, over the top. Or if Vancouver decides to be buyers. But it, it's a tough situation there. And if, if he thinks he can do it, and his sayings, I think he put him over the top. And it's a bold move there, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Yeah. The Messier guarantee from Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, we will move on to the next topic. Um, we have Mika Zibanejad. Yes. Is he elite? Yes. Yes, he is. He is on fire. Uh, do you have his mm-hmm. recent play? Go- I think it's, what, 12 goals in the past 10 games? Yeah. Something like it's, that? It's, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Uh, he's definitely the hottest guy in the league right now. There's no, I think that line is the hottest line in the league right now. I don't think there's any argument for that. No, there, there, there can't no be. No argument. There can't be. Uh, Zabanajad, who scored two goals last game against Winnipeg. He had a goal against Toronto. No points against Carolina. Brutal game, by the way, that we went to. That was, uh, nah, that was a that brutal was, game. Yeah. Um, against Boston, he had a goal. Uh, against L.A., he had a goal and an assist. Tampa, he had two assists. New Jersey had three goals, one assist, and four points in that game. He's been hot. Uh, he, I believe he's had 20... Excuse me, I'm just trying to do math real quick. I believe he had 22 points in, within the last month. That's... Now, now is he an elite... F- now, is he an elite first center? <coughs> is he what? I'm is, sorry? He a, is he a number one centerman in the league? My heart says yes. Does your heart say otherwise? I always thought Mika Zibanejad had the potential to be the number one center. Yeah, I, we always. Just, we have to see. I'm if on it, record on that one. Yeah, we have to see if it continues. I love the way he's playing. Don't get me wrong. Um, hopefully, it continues. Hopefully, he keeps improving. Now, question here is: It's inevitable that Matt Zuccarello gets traded in a matter of days. Is his play going to be affected by that? Do you think? Is there anyone that you can no, see think, sliding I, I into think, that position? Oh, uh, uh, um, no, uh, they can try, but the, just the, the, I'm blanking out on the word right now. Just the, um, the connection. I'm going to go with connection. Cause that's the first word that came to my head. Chemistry. Chemistry. There, there it is. is. There, there it, is. it is. The chemistry going on between those two right now. It's just on another level. Right. Uh, no one else, I don't think, I, they could prove me wrong, but I don't think anyone else is going to be able to match that output. Uh, I also think it hinders, I, I, th- I think Mika's play will drop a bit, obviously. No one can keep producing at that rate that he's producing at. Right. But I wouldn't be shocked if we go, if all of a sudden we see five games pass without a goal. Or, you know, he'll... After he'll, Zuccarello's traded. Yes, yes. Um I mean, who who will they put up there? You can, can put Bujanovic. Yeah, you could put you could Bucha, you could put Bush up, up there. Uh, but Kittle. Yeah, you could put them, but you just the way that those two are playing right now together is it's hard to think that it's that third line. I mean, we got to give Kreider uh, credit as well. Yeah, no, we're, I, we're I, I, too, I, but I, I I understand that Zuccarello and Zibanejad just seem to find each other on the ice without even looking at each other, and they know it's, where each it's other chemistry. is. Chemistry. And And it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens after Zook is traded. Uh, 
Um, there was, I, uh, I know we, we always come back to the Rangers a lot, uh, but there was, uh, excuse me, I forgot, I believe it was, it was either Bob McKenzie, yeah, it was Bob McKenzie on, on NBCSN the other day. He said Zuccarello is getting a lot of attention, and, and that... Kevin Hayes is, if the Rangers don't get what they a want, solid they should deal, turn they should him. just resign him. No, I completely, that's what we said last week. Right. We said that they should resign him, but if not, they have to move him. They can't let. They can't risk him leaving for free. They can't, um, especially during a rebuild. Uh, so, what is your ideal package? First round and a prospect. Was that? Will that do it? Yeah, for me. Yeah, that will do it. Yeah, for Hayes. Yeah, I would do it. I wonder if Tampa Bay is in on Hayes. I don't want to trade any more players to Tampa Bay. I'm so sick of that. Um, I think Tampa. In sad news, um, last night was probably Matt Zuccarello's last casino night. I don't think might. I think it is. Yeah. It, well, I was trying. There. I was trying to be a little, you know, mm. hopeful or we whatever. Can't you want to, it anymore. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, it's brutal. I, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. That's 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 pretty much it on Mika. Uh, do you have anything else to uh, touch up on with Mika? Other um, than he's I, a beast I mean, and he's amazing know, he, and he, he should just keep dropping those beats <laughs> all across the NHL. He's averaging a point a game. He has 56 points in 56 games. Unreal. Uh, 25 goals, 31 assists. This guy has it to be a number one center in this league. And he's he's a future all-star. I have no doubt about that. And he can I can see him carrying that Rangers first line for years to come. At a measly 5.35 We'll see that year. change relatively soon yeah i would they're gonna let it go i'm probably until the 2020 2021 season if he probably... keeps reducing like this they're resigning them if they don't i mean really you have to yeah no all right yeah i agree i agree with you um safe to say we won that trade yes uh let's move on to the next topic we have some key games tonight what do we got on the tap force well we got the Jackets and the Islanders. Uh, nice Metropolitan Division matchup here. When, when do – I'm sorry to change the subject. When does Toronto go to the Coliseum? I feel February like, 28th. I feel like I've been waiting for this game to happen for months. The New York Islanders and the Toronto Maple Leafs will meet in Nassau Memorial Coliseum February 28th. There we go. Okay. That's yes. that's the day. That right. is the day John Tavares will rule the day. Maybe we should uh, go on Ticket Blitz and uh, – Find some tickets. Find some tickets to go. With, uh, Promo code Pulse, capital. Yeah. All caps. All caps. Uh, nice little shameless plug there. Uh, continue. Sorry. Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. And obviously the Islanders, first place in the Metro. And the Columbus Blue Jackets, after dropping a couple of games, are now four wins in a row. Is uh, Panarin facing his future team? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. I, I honestly think he stays in Columbus. I had a change of heart. I think he cha- I think he stays in Columbus, and uh, they push for the playoffs, and he can say his goodbyes after the season. Oof, that would be rough for the Columbus Blue Jacket fans. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Islanders have been hot 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10 games after they have lost their last game 3-1 to the Buffalo Sabres. Still a hot team, and the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They came off a 3 nothing shutout win against the Washington Capitals. Who you got tonight? Um, do we know who's in net yet for uh, the Islanders? 
I do not know. Let me see if I can quickly uh, take a look at that. Dailyfaceoff.com. We have Sergei Bobrovsky is confirmed in net for Columbus, and we have likely that it will be Thomas Grice uh, manning the net for the New York Islanders. Uh, in Columbus, my prediction for this game tonight is going to go with I always like going with the home team, but the Islanders are just so hot right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Islanders. How about you? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Islanders as well, and I I expect Matthew Barzell to have a big night tonight. And what a stud, man. Yeah. Matt Barzell, what a stud. It's, Coming from a Ranger fan here, what a stud. He was definitely a steal in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Islanders definitely nailed that one. Uh, next up, another game that we highlighted was the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Vegas Golden Knights. That should be a good one. Well, we got, Out got in Vegas. Unconfirmed so far, Frederick Anderson against Marc-Andre Fleury. Unconfirmed, though. Of course, you got the likes of Austin Matthews and John Tavares against... Oh, you want me to go? I was hoping you would say something. <laughs> oh, um, all right. You got, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury. You got a little, um, who should we go with? Max, Patch- Max Pacioretty. We got, uh, is Riley Smith still hurt or is he back? I know he was hurt for a little bit. Yeah. All right, we'll go with Riley Smith if he's in there. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll just go to line combinations. I have the whole starting lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, you have Stasny, Tuck, Zykov. Peary. Peary's a stud, even though he keeps getting sent up and down and up and down and up and down. He's moving up like the Jeffersons, and then he moves down like the stock market. Boom. Wow, that was a little uh, interesting. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Tick blicks. <laughs> um, Alright, uh, what else? What other games do you have highlighted? Oh, who you got in that game? Uh, out in Vegas. Out in Vegas. Think going. Toronto was partying the night before? Going with Vegas. Going with Vegas. Yep, going with Vegas. I'm going against the high flying Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Yeah, I'm just feeling a little ballsy. All right. And then another game that we decided to highlight were the Washington Capitals against the San Jose Sharks. Let's see if I can find the starting goalies. The number one San Jose Sharks. Tis true, tis true, tis true. We have, let's see, in Nets tonight. We have confirmed Holtby versus Jones. Number ones. So now, I, I, I'm i a little, you know, the Sharks confuse me, man. Well, the Sharks have won six games in a row. Yeah. Seven and three in their last ten. Uh, they've won a big game against Vancouver. Poor uh, Di Pietro, who is his first NHL start, yeah. didn't get too much help in a 7-2 loss to San Jose, obviously, 7-2. And then the Washington Capitals, who finally tried to win uh lost three nothing to columbus uh and or four four and two in their last 10 games now the sharks confuse me like i was saying before they can go on these runs and i think this is the sharks that should be you know this team that's won six straight or whatever mm-hmm. seven seven and three in their last 10 but then like i feel like they, they've gone on these streaks where they just you know they're just a average team well, with, started... with all this firepower that they have right. i know they you know take to, you know, finding chemistry with new players and whatnot. But come on, man. I mean, look, look at who they have, you yeah, know. They started off slow. Uh, and, you know, they had to um, they had to 
to get adjusted, like you said. You know, it takes time, and they, they found their groove, and they're the number one team right now in the West. So it, it was. It's interesting to, to it's interesting to see how even all stars take time to to meld together. It's kind of interesting to see. Uh, you know, you have Carlson, obviously, and Burns and Pavelski up front with Logan Couture. You still got Jumbo Joe rolling there. You know, it's it's good to see that team finally start rolling. And is is this the year that they finally win a Stanley Cup? Can they go over that hump? It, you know, or will Winnipeg and Nashville take over? Or will we see a surprise team like St. Louis grab a roll in the playoffs? We shall see. I'm actually on our Twitter right now, at Drop the Puck Pod, um, and I'm just scrolling. And I just saw a tweet from at Hockey Stat Miner. Um, here's a totally changed the subject on us, but that was the end of that topic anyway. So we're just going to kind of ramble along a little here. And on to the next topic. Um the, 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 the tweet is, without any statistical research at all, mm-hmm. if I were to guess Zook's trade return by a recent comparable, I'd look at what Florida paid Calgary to rent Yuri Hoodler in 2016, and it was a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. No. Do you agree? Do no. you disagree? No, that's 2016. So so what do you, what are you thinking right now? In terms for Zuccarello this was also This was also tweeted on – oh, wait, this was – he quote he quote Quoted tweeted himself okay. and said this is before Zook started his heater, but still a decent ballparkish figure. If I was forced to guess, a second and a fourth. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, too little. So, but you know that, that fourth round pick. Now, if, if I was a GM, now, that fourth you, round pick would turn me off. Okay, but you're not expecting a tremendous. You're not expecting a tremendous prospect. So no. you're thinking in the ballpark, this prospect was probably drafted. In the fourth round area. So it's just either you're getting a decent prospect that was drafted in the fourth or fifth round compared to actually getting a fourth round pick and being able to choose who you want. Because you're not getting you're not getting a Listen, second. I'm not getting a and, star prospect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not getting a exactly. star prospect. Zuccarello's 31 years of age. Exactly. I'm not going to get that. And I don't know if so I don't I, know how he's going to play with someone else other than Mika Zibanejad. So, I don't know that. So even though it's a fourth round pick and that kind of sounds eh, you got to think that the 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 prospect that you're going to get in that trade is probably a fourth round selection. If I was Jeff Gordon, I wouldn't do that. I, it's just something about a fourth round pick that would just turn me off. Because to me, Zuccarello is worth a lot more than that. And I'm, I'm, not try, I'm not trying to see that as a Rangers fan. I'm just trying to see that as eyes of a GM. So, to me, that that fourth rounder just doesn't fit. I, I that second rounder's fine, but if you give me a quality prospect, I'm not saying <coughs> all star. You know, this big time prospect. So like, not a first like, or second round draft choice. Right. So okay. if you give me two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. If fine. If you if you give me a first round pick for Zook, I'll trade him right away. Obviously. Just one round pick. Just the first round. Obviously. Depending I'm completely team. with you on that. But I mean, that's not. I don't. I don't see it, that. It happening also depends at all. what team. You know. It also depends what team he gets traded to. I. You know. The prospect pools are deep in, in some of these teams. You look at a team like Winnipeg, who needs who needs uh, speed down the wing. You look at teams like Nashville, or if you really want to go to the East, which I don't see the Rangers trading him to anyone in the East. I mean. Pittsburgh apparently looked at Matt Zuccarello. The Islanders, who knows? You know, it, it, it all depends what the return is. So you, so but that fourth, I, that fourth really turns you off. Yes, I. I Even though that prospect might 
be a former fourth round pick. Look, I, isn't that the same value? No, because you don't know how how they developed. I mean, they could still be developing, but in my eyes, you if, know, are you talking about a previous if, fourth rounder? So say that prospect well, obviously, we got was a yeah, previous fourth rounder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, if he if it depends how he's progressing. So, but if people see him like, oh, he could have definitely been a first round pick, or he could have been a second round pick, something like that. Then I would. But if for he's him. middle of the line, like we're expecting him to be, I think I personally would rather if I if if I didn't have my eyes on this prospect, like when he was actually draft eligible I would personally want the fourth round pick for myself to pick someone that I've had my eyes on that's just my okay so you're talking about like a Michael Grabner type thing what do you mean I don't I don't I don't don't, are you saying that so what I'm saying you're saying if Jeff Gordon had an eye on a prospect he would grab him so let all right so let's say all right you want to bring up Grabner yes okay so we got Igor Rykov and a second game. rounder, yes. Yeah, and a second rounder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second rounder is a wash. Don't worry about that. The second round pick is what we would be getting back anyway in the Zook. So okay. that, that, that I'm not okay, talking that's about a that wash. Pick. I'm not okay. talking about that. You're pick. talking about the fourth. I'm round I'm talking pick. about the fourth round pick. Okay. So Igor Rykov. Let's say. All right. So let's say Gordon had his eyes on Rykov, which I believe they did. So when when he was draft eligible, mm-hmm. you know, when he was able to be drafted. All right. So I had already scouted this guy. Right. I have already in my head wanted this guy previously. Right. So that means okay, yes, I would take that. Okay. But let's say this this guy, this next random prospect that we're gonna get with Zuccarello. Uh huh. If we if Gordon and his team didn't have eyes on this prospect mm-hmm. when he was draft eligible, right. I wouldn't want him because I obviously wasn't interested in him when he was a when he was being drafted. I really didn't pay attention to him. So I would rather I, they already have a list of people that they want in this year's uh, upcoming draft. Probably they're 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 scouting. They're doing you know this draft really isn't strong. Yeah, well, I think you have like a top. Well, they're scouting. Six. They're doing whatever. Right. So, regardless, I would rather take the pick and try to get someone that I have personally liked and taken interest to, rather than a prospect that I might not have been interested in previously. Do you see what? Could have been. Do you see what I'm? Do you see I, where I I'm trying to get saying. now? I understand what you're saying. Okay. Unless they can use that fourth rounder or that prospect and flip it for another one, another trade. Unless they decide to do something well, like yeah, that and yeah, use it as trade yeah. bait. Yes. I Okay. I agree with that too. You know what I mean? I mean, but for some reason, if a second and a fourth, I that fourth rounder just, it would turn me off. I feel like Zuccarello is worth a lot more than that. Yes, he's 31. Yes, he, I understand that. But he's skilled. He has speed. He's, to me, he's one of, not top not one of the top wingers in the league but a quality winger who yeah, can yeah. bring you who can produce even though he's points. small he can give you points produce, and produce he, some points yeah and he brings and value to the yeah. team no i agree and i think that's worth more than a fourth round pick a second and a fourth i think it's worth a second and a good and a good prospect well in my eyes i mean time will tell it's okay bringing up this situation like jt miller and ryan mcdonough going to tampa who do the rangers want in that trade who did they want Brett Howden. No. They wanted Libor. Oh, Libor hijacked. All right. They wanted him badly. If they if they didn't get him, that trade would have not have happened. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. So I think about it like that. I mean, in my eyes, I, I, that fourth rounder just turns me off. Right. You know, if you get me a first, that would be fantastic. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. We're on Dream Street now. But I'm just saying, and if you get a first for Hayes, and you say you have three first round picks, 
you use one of those picks, trade it away, get a nice little player there, you know, bring Panarin in. <sighs> I knew you were going to say you that. Uh, in other news, 24 minutes ago, Sportsnet uh, Twitter posted a video of Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne um, <laughs> saying it's not an easy thing, talking about the trade deadline yep. coming up, and they prefer to keep the business side of the game internal. So That's Canadian media for you right yep. there. That's just them... Uh, you see how things are a lot different here in the United States than they compare it to Canada. Uh, Especially with hockey. Yeah. I mean, you, you have – imagine Panarin was in Ottawa or in Toronto or in Calgary, Edmonton, and he said what he said here, saying he's going – he pretty much flat out said, I'm going to free agency. Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, you don't really hear that on ESPN here. You, you don't hear it anywhere else except Twitter and TSN, which is in Canada, or Sportsnet. You know, uh, if – obviously, you know, Duchesne and, and Stone – try to steer away from the question as as they all have media training for. So all steered away from the question and say you like to keep the business side to leave it to them and, you know, we're just here to play hockey. So to me, I you know, I, I tweeted at uh, uh, Bucci Maine, and to me, those two are the first dominoes to fall to get this trade market going. Oh, once, 100%. Once one yeah. of those two are you said traded, it last week yeah, too, yeah. Once one of those two are traded – the dominoes are just going to fall right there because someone's waiting on Stone. Someone's waiting on Duchesne. One of those to fall. You're going to have, again, just speaking in Rangers terms, Hayes, Zook, mm-hmm. uh, who else we got? Possibly Panarin. You, you know, the, once those, once one of those two are down, this trade market's going to commence. No doubt. But the, the just the question is, when is it going to happen? I, the Rangers, That's a good question. The Rangers trades last year happened, I think, four days before the deadline. A day before. Day before. And on. And on, yeah. Yep. So, you know, I I personally would just rather them start. Just well, get this. fan-wise, get, obviously yeah, you get want this, to get start, this, but business-wise, business wise, you know, put yourself in a GM shoes. Uh, put yourself in a GM shoes and you, you kind of have to measure the market here. I mean, we saw Jake Muzzin go for, for a good amount. So that kind of put a market on defensemen. So now you're trying to see what the market is for for – for someone like Mark Stone or someone like Matt Duchesne, which is why the Rangers are seeming to hold back on Kevin Hayes to see what they get for it, and that could commence the market right there. Same thing goes for Matt Zuccarello. See what those two can get, and you know Jeff Gordon will hopefully work his magic and see what he can get for those two players. Or Adam McQuaid Adam McQuaid well. should probably go for a fourth, I would say. Fourth, fourth and or a seventh. seventh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see what the, That's what we got for him, I believe. Fourth and a seventh, uh, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's back with the Rangers next season. Him, I, him and Shea, him and Shea have played extremely well together. They have. They have. It just with the rebuild and how many defensemen we have coming up, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. What I don't understand is why they're not bringing any of those up. But that's another topic for another. Well, they did bring up Connor Brickley. I was just going to bring that up. Uh, very random recall. Very random. Uh, it's a little concerning to me uh, to bring up Brickley over Anderson, Leah Anderson. Uh, even you know. I saw uh, yesterday that um, uh, Ty Roning got recalled from yes. uh, the Mainers yep. or the Miners to Hartford. Right. Uh, so I thought maybe he, he was, was going to pop up. pop up for maybe a few games, uh, but that obviously I, isn't the case. I think once we see the trades go, it's kind of like last season. I think we'll see those players kind of move up. So. But Brickley, it's a very random recall. I mean, you got to bring some toughness, right? Is he that tough, though? I mean, not 
Cody McLeod tough. Cody McLeod tough. But uh, I mean, this team, <laughs> this team needs a little bit of enforcement. And in other in news, Filipino is back on the fourth line. Really? Yeah, that's what the, what uh, the lines the like? lines were showing today. Uh, well, Nemesikov got hit in the face with a puck. Saw that. Uh, doesn't seem serious though. Kreider, Zibanejad, Zuk, obviously. VZ, Hayes, Bush, yep. Nemesikov, Strom, Fast, Heedle, uh, Boo. And Brickley, and then Shea McQuaid, Stahl Pionk, and Smith Clayson with uh, Smith Shattenkirk okay. with uh, Clayson and D'Angelo rotating. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot Clayson was on this team for a while. Well, he was hurt. Yeah, and I, he's, I, he's I played great. Yeah, he's I played, forgot he was on this team. He's played great and when he was in. I think it's time us Rangers fans realize that even though he's not scoring goals, Kevin Shattenkirk has been playing his best hockey as a Ranger recently, for relatively over a month. I think he's played extremely well. Yeah. I think he's been a solid defenseman for the Blue Shirts. So, even playing with Brendan Smith, who seems to, uh, well, speaking of bad contracts, but we're not getting into that. Apparently, he might be on the move. I don't know how or who is, no, I I agree, but I don't know how or who is going to take that contract. You'd be surprised. No idea who would take that contract. Maybe someone needs a seventh defenseman just in case. But uh, it's a very expensive seventh defenseman. Yeah, for sure. And your boy Tony D'Angelo. Uh, do you we'll know? Just what, le- we'll just leave it at that. Do you know? Have a good day, do you know? Do you know the Rangers' record with Tony D'Angelo in the lineup? That's not the point. That's not the point. His individual play. Yes, he makes some stupid turnovers. I some? agree. Yes, I agree. I agree. But it's it's a learning curve. Okay. And we will <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Don't um, disrespect, but. Uh, in other news, just real quick, this will be the last thing. I just, you know, like I said, I'm just scrolling through our uh, Twitter feed right now. Uh, the list of, I love the people. I was talking to uh, my buddy Terrence Mack, and I always mention him. Uh, he sent me a message, and he goes, it's that time of year where everyone starts freaking out about what scouts are at which games and who's talking to who, mm-hmm. and he says she loves it. So this is for you, T-Mac. Uh, the list of hockey ops guys here tonight for the Avs-Jets game include... The Sens GM, AGM, and head scout. Uh, the light. I'm sorry. What game? Uh, Avs Jets. Interesting. Uh, so the Sens GM, uh, AGM, and head scout. The Lightning's pro scout. Two New York Ranger pro scouts. Uh, the Predators have a pro scout there. The Canadians have two pro scouts there, and the Oilers' director of salary cap management is there. <laughs> Don't know what he's doing over there. Uh, but just something to uh, keep an eye on because, you know, the Rangers have been linked with both the Avs and the Jets recently over Kevin Hayes or and whatnot Matt and Matt Zuccarello. So for, you know, and maybe, you know, this could be potentially for the Senators, a Duchesne thing. Or Stone. Or Stone. Yep. Imagine if Duchesne goes back to the Avalanche. How? That would be a little awkward. Funny and awkward would that be? I don't be? think that would happen. How funny and awkward would that be? That would be. That'd be great. That would be hilarious. I, I think Stone is first to go, in my opinion. I think Stone will be first off on the board. And I look at teams, like you said, in the West or even in the East. Watch out for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh scares me because for some reason they always know how to pull it out. Jimmy uh, Rutherford knows how to pull a deal. Yeah, well. So I definitely watch for that. All right. Well, um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today or for this week, should I say. Uh, happy Valentine's Day again. Um, you can catch us 
over on our website, dropthepuckpodcast.com, uh, dropthepuckpod on Twitter, our personal Twitters at jstar02, Pedro is at underscore Rodriguez underscore 20, nailed it, didn't even have to think or hesitate or stutter or anything on that one. Uh, you can also go check us out on a app, which is, you know, through our new uh, partnership with uh, the Pulse Podcast Network. Uh, you go to any, you know, Google store. Uh, Your local app store. The, the Google, yeah, Google market or google your app store yeah (laughs) go to your app store on your smartphone and type in pulse podcast network it'll pop up you download that you go to general sports and bam there we are drop the puck podcast with every single one of our episodes available um so go check that out go give them a follow on twitter as well um until next actually next week will the deadline have passed no no not yet monday 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 okay so it's all right. So it's the not, 25th. Correct. All right. Yep. So it'll be three days away. Uh, so maybe I'm, I'm sure we will see some trades starting to pick up. Yep. And we're probably going to, we're going to have two episodes out next week. So yeah, we're going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, so until then we will see you guys later. See you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. On Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.